everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase Dark Dice, a free horror actual play podcast. Chills and thrills await in this creepy campaign, brought to life with a fully original soundtrack. Follow the heroes as they try to survive the exhaustion, stress, and cold in Domain of the Nameless God, the show's first season. Each new season will follow a new story and cast, including a mix of first-time players and folks you might recognize, like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Combat is edited to be condensed and enjoyable, while still playing true to the dice rolls. Every terrifying monster feels like it's actually in the room with you. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts, or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Wasting Company Time presents Tell No Tales Episode 24 We Suffer as One
Oh my god. Okay, you're set. I'm not a doctor, but my recommendation is... A metric fuck ton of germline and change the bandages regularly? And how many kilograms are there in a metric fuck ton? Holy crap, what the hell? Uh, more than in a shit ton, but less than a fuckload? You good over there, Leo? Huh? Uh, yeah, um, Riley, how's the shoulder? Bandaged. Uh, Julia does not have a healer's hands. Even I can't be good at everything. Come close, though. What's with the wide-eyed panic and that holy grabs? The recorder picked up something good. It picked up something, for sure. Good might be a stretch. Horrifying might be more accurate. More horrors. That's what we need. Do press play, Leo. Let's hear these lovely horrors. Leo, ignore them. I'm actually interested in whatever horrific thing you found with your recorder. Yeah, well, whether you're being sarcastic or not, I don't think we've got a choice but to listen to it. Yeah, so this is where I asked that thing who it was or what it was. I don't know exactly. I haven't had the time to splice the two recordings together, but listen. What are we? I don't remember. How do I not remember? We are all of us. We are are each other. I I should remember. Raise your voice, just again, kid. Try it. Try me. I'm not me anymore. I'm us. We've had everything taken from us. Everything. We have this. We aren't a who anymore, though. You've got that right. We are strong now. We can tear you limb from fucking limb. I haven't been me for so long. Please run. Uh, sorry, but what the fuck? Seconded. Exactly. So it's... I mean, it's hard to pick up one voice, but that's... That's a ton of spirits, right? A metric fuckton, you might say. Yeah. They're all definitely spirits, or we would have heard this without the recorder. So... Shit, this is... This could mean... This is unheard of, Leo. This is new discovery territory. The implications! The spirits, they're what? Amalgamated in some way, and that somehow makes them visible? Which is groundbreaking in itself. It implies the essence of a spirit. Its visibility as much as its tactility is influenced by its compactness. It would make sense, spinning out from the theory behind how we capture the spirits with the stasis capsules. But the idea that this could be transferred to visibility wasn't even... I'd have been laughed out of university just for hypothesising. Julia? Julia. Look... As much as I love to see you soliloquize about science, and believe me, I do love to see it. Wow, adrenaline makes them bold, I see. Despite that, I think you should hear the rest before you get too excited. I don't know if you remember, but the next thing I asked them was how we could see them, and why they looked like... Like a giant monster that wanted to eat us alive? Yeah, that. You ask us how we look like this. This isn't what I look like. We're asking him how you can see us at all. It's what we look like. It doesn't matter how we look. What matters is we're strong now. I've got to be in here somewhere, surely. Together we have form. We can tear this world apart. There's got to be some me left to separate, hasn't there? Why are pretty doing it? We didn't ask to be seen. We didn't ask to become that. We're an abomination. We should never have looked like this. 
I don't know where I end and the others begin. It aches, this whole spine, like skin stretched taut over a skeleton too big, too wrong. Patchwork. Patchwork. A puzzle that doesn't fit. A puzzle that doesn't fit together. Yeah, yikes. About covers it. Patchwork. A puzzle that doesn't fit? Do you reckon Frank was forcing them together somehow? Is that what he was doing in those labs? That's my best guess, but why? Who knows why that fucker does anything? We could. If we let him explain. Could we, though? I mean... Who's to say he'll tell the truth? He wouldn't tell the truth. Why would he? He'd spin some lie and give us an NDA to sign. Some shady payoff to go start new life somewhere else if we're lucky. I think we're way past NDAs. Whatever Frank's doing in those labs, in those workrooms, with those files, it goes beyond a few fucked up experiments. You're forgetting I asked the amalgamation thing. One last question. You asked it what it was doing in the lab. What Frank had to do with all this. Yeah, and whatever the answer was, pissed it off to no end. Yep. Pissed off might be the understatement of the century. Yeah. Frank. Frank. Frank Frank Williamson. The the thing that calls himself Frank. Frank. What do you see? A man? Maybe once, into your eyes, your pair of two living eyes, limited by their number, by the plane they exist in. We see all of him. We see all of him. See all of him. Every, Every last inch. inch. An, An abomination. Just like us. Just, just like us. A prettier abomination. More controlled. But a disgusting patchwork monster just, like just like the one that turned us into. Maybe we'll rip Maybe we'll them apart too when we're done with you. So yeah, there's that. An abomination just like us? Ah, oh, there's that word again, patchwork. Like the spirits being bound together. How can that relate to Frank? I don't know, disgusting monster sounds about right if I'm being honest. But he can't be anything other than human, can he? He's... uh, I mean, he's physical, he speaks to us, he runs a company, he's shady, yes, he does some messed up stuff in the name of profit and maybe now science, but he's... I've known him seven years. When Noah died, he... uh, he's... Got to be a person, right? Ghosts can be people too, Leo. You know that better than anyone. I guess, but... You you know it's completely impossible, don't you? Ghosts can't... He's alive. He has a heartbeat. He asks me how my day is, and he intimidates people with eye contact, and he... He... He held me. About six years ago, right here at this desk, when I got the call that my brother had died, he held me. He comforted me. He let me cry in his arms. Ghosts can't do those things. He's alive. 
I would normally agree that it's impossible. But that amalgamation we saw tonight should have been impossible too. And they were saying that Frank is like them. It would explain the photo too. Oh, the photo. Shit, yeah. I'm not sure how yet, but it's got to be linked. The photo of Frank, looking exactly the same age from that article in the 1970s. Shit. Frank's a ghost. Frank might actually be a ghost. Frank is not a bloody ghost! As heartwarming as it is to hear you defend me so voraciously, Leonardo, unfortunately, your friends are in the right here. Though I like to think I'm a little more than just a ghost. Christ's sake, Frank, do you ever just think about making some noise when you approach? How very ghost-like. Shut up, Frank! Explain yourself. No need to get so riled up. I promised that I would. I intend to. Patience is a virtue, Leonardo. I am so completely fresh out of patience. And how many times do I have to tell you Leonardo is not my name? It's just Leo. It isn't short for anything. Didn't you choose your name because Leonardo da Vinci is like your hero? Yes, but I didn't actually officially change it to Leonardo. It's just... Jesus Christ, this is so not the point. Frank, care to explain? Happy to. We'll go next door, into my office. Just you and I, Leonardo. One on one. I want to do this properly. An interview. Like the other spirits you've interviewed. Other spirits? Not a chance. Yeah. You really think we're just gonna let you take Leo into a private room alone right now? After everything, you'll fucking kill them. You... you... Cuck. Yeah! McSmackins, I don't think you really have the authority to let me do anything. But I do appreciate this camaraderie. From both of you, your protectiveness. Okay, I'll play. Three questions. You get three questions to determine whether I'm (laughs) permitted to tell my tale to our trusted interviewer here. Does the trusted interviewer not get a say here? No. No. Okay, so first question. What do you do with the spirits in the warehouse? Oh, we're not even conferring. Sure. Many are just stored for now. Some I use in my experiments, interplanar physics research, drug trials, that sort of thing. Drug trials? Mostly, though, I consume them. You fucking what? Is that your second question? Obviously not, you unbelievable twat. (laughs) Okay, okay, second question. This photo from 1975, it says it's of Edward Whitley. But it's you, right? You're Edward Whitley. What an appallingly tedious question. I'm no more or less Edward Whitley than I am Frank Williamson. Try again. Try again? It won't count as our fair question, will it? No. And neither will that, since I'm feeling generous. Okay, okay. Dickhead. Try again? You're not right. Right, so... Fuck are you really then? Ah, better. My name was Richard Whitley, the youngest son of Montgomery and Marianne Whitley. I was born on the 13th of November, 1903. For the love of God, say psych right now. I beg your pardon? 
Leo, you can't just quote memes as someone who's over like a century old. Mm-hmm. Still processing that. Thanks. Wait, okay. So you're 118 years old. So when... No. No, okay. How did... Wait, Julia, stop. But... No, if these questions are supposed to determine whether or not I am comfortable going into Frank's office alone with him to interview him, then I get to ask this next one. That's... Fair, actually. (sighs) Okay. Okay, yeah, it's fair. Just, if you do go off to interview him, I'm sending you off with a list, okay? As I've said, I do plan to be fairly comprehensive in my explanation. I'm sure Frank thinks incredibly highly of his own storytelling prowess. I am much too old for modesty, after all. Christ's sake, Frank. Back at the warehouse, you told me you weren't done with me. Something about us being valuable to each other. What does that mean? What can I possibly have to offer you? Oh, come now, Leonardo. You might be younger than me by a good long while, but you are certainly too old for modesty yourself. You have plenty to offer. You are intelligent, inquisitive. You managed to build a device that no academic in a century of interplane physics research has even come close to building. Yeah, for lack of funding, not for lack of- I refuse to allow you to downplay your achievements. If nothing else, it offends me, as the person who is currently in need of your help. I am exceptionally bright. What need could I ever have of your help if you were anything less than exceptionally bright yourself? Which you still haven't explained- The spirit plane is crumbling, Leonardo. Does that pique your interest? Sorry, what? That marks your final question, I'm afraid. Though, I will tell you this. It is exactly as dire as it sounds. As a resident of that plane myself, I'm sure you understand it is a particular concern of mine. And I know you care too deeply about certain spirits to allow this to progress further. So, we are tied up in this together, whether we like it or not. Are you willing to hear more? Guys. No. Leo, no, come on. You know this is a bad decision. God, Julia. One day, do me a favour and hold my hand when I'm not on the verge of a breakdown, because this is like the third time this has happened now, and someday I'd like to actually be able to enjoy it. Walk away with me right now, and I swear I'll never stop. I can't. I've got to hear him out. And you'll literally just be on the other side of this door. What harm could he actually do to me, even if he wanted to? Leo, how do you know you can trust him? Because as I've already mentioned, we still need each other's help. That puts Leonardo here in a very unique position of power that they do not often find themselves in. That and, well, they said it themselves in their oh-so-lovely defense of my humanity. They know me. I might have done some things you do not approve of, some things most men are too weak to do. But Leonardo is sensible enough to know I'm still human, human enough to grieve with them in their darkest moment. I... I don't know about all that, honestly, but... Riley, I've got to. You really willing to just walk away right now with no answers? (laughs) No. (laughs) 
But then this is what we've got to do. After you, Frank. Episode 24 of Tell No Tales, We Suffer as One, was written and performed by Leanne Egan. You also heard the voices of Shannon Kelly as Julia, Phil Thompson as Riley, and Asher Amor Train as Frank, with additional ghost voices by Lauren Keller, Asher Amor Train, and Josie Thomas. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is to spread the word. Leaving us a rating and a review in your listening app of choice is a huge help. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at TellNoTalesPod. Links and information about transcripts can be found in the show notes. Tell No Tales is distributed by Wasting Company Time Productions under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Thank you for listening. And remember, the dead don't bite.